Hello and welcome to the Final Fantasy Entertainment and Podcast Network. I am your host, the Warrior of Hype, Daniel. Alongside the Firega fighter, Vinny, today is a special day as we have cast members from the recently released Intermission DLC for Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade. Damon Mills, Sean Chiplock, David Goldstein, and Daniel Ammerman. Thank you so much for being a part of this interview. I hope you enjoy your time here on Final Fan TV and uh, just have fun with it, all right? So how is that? How, how is everyone feeling today? Uh, Metroid <laughs> Dread, Metroid <laughs> Dread, Metroid <laughs> Dread. Oh. We'll start with the top right of your screen and that is Sean Chiplock. How you doing, oh, Sean? Jesus, all right. Well, it was nice. <laughs> I'm glad everyone else had a chance to speak. No, I'm doing okay. Uh, it's It's been a really exciting week. You know, I, I as I told you guys before the show, I've been talking extensive Metroid with a friend of mine who clued me into the entire franchise um, and the plot line. So now I have gone from no knowledge whatsoever to fully prepared. And now I just need someone to do the same for me with Final Fantasy. So I'll be ready for when part two <laughs> of Remake comes out. Well, you're on the right channel, Sean. This is yeah. Final Fan TV. You, you, yeah, just, just you know, watch all of our videos, all of our content on YouTube, and you'll be ready to go. Ah, I'm just... <laughs> like the plug. <laughs> all right, so uh, we'll go over to the bottom left, and that is Damon Mills. Damon, how are you doing today? What's up, guys? I am good. Just chilling, hanging out on this beautiful Saturday. It is afternoon now. I thought it was still morning. Uh, hi. <laughs> uh, happy to be here. I love uh, Final Fantasy VII. I love Final Fantasy, and I'm just happy to be involved and here and present. And yeah, hi. We are happy to have you present as well. Down in the middle bottom of your screen, that is David Goldstein. Playing hey, guys. How are you? I should have I should have said who you guys play, but uh, Billy Bob, what's up? There? <laughs> how you doing? Glad to be here. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you so much for being a part of this, David. And then in the bottom right, that is Daniel Ammerman. What's up, Daniel? What's up, Playing what's up man? Hey, uh, very glad to be here. Thanks for having me. I, I had sort of like a, <laughs> a very visceral reaction when you said, just have fun with it, because that's the direction. <laughs> that's what literally what directors say when everything's going terribly. <laughs> that's, like, that's the direction they're like, and for this next one, you know, we've done a bunch of takes and um, they're good, but this next one's like, have fun with it. Means that like, oh, you're, you means, really seem like you're having a terrible time. <laughs> so it means like, everybody loosen up and like, yeah. <laughs> I'm great. <laughs> that wasn't my intention. <laughs> you guys are great. No, just, yeah. just have fun with it. Just have fun with this next one. Fine. This one's for you. This one's for you. I can one more time, just smooth that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if you guys don't mind, we're gonna get ready right into the questions. Uh, I'm gonna start with uh, David Goldstein. You play, uh, you know, you play Billy Bob first of all. But uh, this is one of your first video game gigs, along with being a shopkeeper in the Genshin Impact, another very successful uh, RPG. Granted, with Final Fantasy VII Remake, you know, all eyes are on you, right? So and Billy Bob. <laughs> is not only just a new character introduced in the world of Final Fantasy VII, but uh, his name is odd. So yeah. I feel like um, more attention was brought to your name just because Billy Bob is the name. Yeah, and I, I, I this is obviously not to disparage, um, and like, I, I don't know why they chose it. I don't know if, it, I, if it's common that the names that they chose for the characters are like these beautiful, you know, 
flowing Japanese inspired names and they throw out, you know, Chad or Brett. Um, yeah. <laughs> Billy Bob, I, I, you know, I've, I've been gaming for a long time. I'm an old man. I have never come across a Billy Bob in a video game. I'm honored <laughs> if I am the first, I'm honored to take that mantle. Um, and I hope you I did the name the Billy Bob well. You, I think you did. Uh, you might be the first Billy Bob video game character. I, I have to look that up. But uh, can you tell me how you were feeling uh, when you got the role uh, and you did the job versus how you were feeling once uh, the cast was revealed and then fans became involved? Um, well, obviously, when you get the role, uh, I mean, these other three guys are probably used to it by now. But for me, it, it was one of the first yeses i've gotten and anyone who's in this business will tell you it's it's a you know you hear no 99 percent of the time so i was ecstatic that i got it um i was like i don't even remember the recording process i was so like flying high to, to do it you know and you know trying to also be professional and get the job done but on the other hand that small thing in the back of your mind like holy holy crap i'm actually getting to record this um, and then I didn't think about it again. And this was in October of 2019. And then I just put it on my mind and didn't know when it was coming out. Didn't even know exactly what uh, format this was going to be. Is this going to be for the sequel? Is this, we, we didn't really know. Yeah. And then uh, one morning I'm starting to get uh, Twitter notifications that people are talking about my account, which doesn't happen. Uh, and then I did a little research and saw, oh, wait, press release came out that announced the announced cast that I didn't even know they were going to do that. I don't know. These guys can tell you more if that's more common with games, but I didn't know that was a thing. And so all of a sudden I'm calling, you know, calling my friend saying, hey, my name's on all these nerd sites. It's, uh, it's awesome. Like I, I and, and I've said this before, but a couple of days before that, uh, a character I was supposed to do for a game got eliminated. And uh, so I basically lost out on a job and I was really, really down. And so when this happened, when the announcement came out, it, it kind of saved my week and, and, and reinvigorated me. That's really yeah. cool. That is the, really old, cool. the old BTVA discoverer, you're like, wait a minute, why am I trending at seventh place this week? <laughs> oh, that's funny. why. And it's funny that you mentioned that is I eventually made my way to that site just from Google and it was a different <laughs> David Goldstein. Oh no, like, there is a different David. <laughs> there is a different David Goldstein. He's got like four or five credits, and it was his picture, and all of his credits, and then Final Fantasy. He's like, wait, well, hold on. Oh so, no! Oh, it's that's fine. Sucks. You gotta correct them. I think I did, but it's it's a process. To, like you have to go yeah. to the forums, and you have to. It's kind of a pain in the butt, but sure. it's fine. But well, thank you so much for sharing that. That's uh. That's sure. it. And you said uh, 2019. Is that is like. That's oh, it was 2020. It was last 2020. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's They're okay. All, I was just these last two years have all blended, guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they, they must have been really thinking about this. No, yeah. it's just like yeah, late last year. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing that story. That's sure. that's an incredible story. Um, and so we're gonna go over to Daniel Ammerman. Uh, first of all, <laughs> your demo reel on on Daniel Ammerman, Daniel-Ammerman.com. I, I, I encourage everyone to go check it out. Uh, you showcase this wide range of excellent work uh, from Arrested Development to being on The Office to theater performances to a Super Bowl commercial <laughs> to voicing Ezreal and Legends, uh, League of Legends. Uh, all of this under your literal black belt. Uh, so, so shout out, shout out to your featured singing demo being the Pokemon theme song. <laughs> like you have like all of this amazing work and then you're singing, it was a beautiful voice. It sounded great. Thank and you. It, it was the Pokemon theme song. So shout out to that. Thank um, you. 
<laughs> I've done that. I've done that song in a lot of auditions for just like regular musical theater stuff, and yeah. it always takes everyone by surprise. But it goes over well because they're just they're expecting to hear like Les Mis or I, I don't know uh, right. some some sort of like more traditional. <laughs> or even if you're gonna do like a pop musical theater, it would be like Spring Awakening or something. So when you then do any sort of uh, goofy song choice that still shows off your voice, is a, a fun curveball for an audition scenario. It's, it's universal, and and oh, you know yeah. like. And you know people are going to listen to the entire thing. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was really good too. Uh, uh, thanks, so man. so shout out to that. And then, so now you voice Polk in Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah. Uh, was this experience different from anything you've done before in terms of uh, like the secrecy leading up to the announcement of the cast? As David touched on a little bit, you know, like they they make the announcement like a like a press release, um, and of course fan expectations for being a uh, a new character within the world. I think, well, the first thing that was different about it was that we recorded during the COVID quarantine and and we recorded in person in studios. So almost like a lot of people who are um, voice actors professionally may have some sort of home studio setup. Like that's what I'm in now. So you can see kind of there's like foam on my walls and stuff like that. And that allows you to do a lot of jobs just from home. Uh, but with bigger properties, they usually will rent studio space where you can then get brought in and there's directors and uh, people from the marketing department. And there's like a whole bunch of people that you'll interact with. Uh, but all that got shut down during quarantine, obviously, yeah. except we were far enough along in the kind of quarantine process that they were like just ready to start having like one voice actor in an entire studio. So um, this was like the first job back in an in-person setting that I had done for like, I don't know, eight months or something like that. Uh, so that was definitely unique uh, and memorable. Yeah. And then in terms of like waiting, like similar to what David said, once you do the job, you don't know when it's going to come out. You don't really know what's happening with it. So you kind of just move on and go back to auditioning and doing other things that come up. Uh, and then, yeah, I was it was a similar thing where I wasn't expecting to be in a in the press release or to be really in, involved in that way and all of a sudden I started having a couple of voice actor friends like texting me being like hey like I think you should tweet about this <laughs> because, like, I was just like not really aware of what's happening I was like oh okay uh and then yeah it's been cool to just have like to you know anytime you're involved in a pre-existing uh property that has a fan base already part of it it's very cool because your friends who are either in the acting world or maybe even not in the acting world who are fans of the thing can reach out to you and be like, wow, that's so neat that you're in this thing that I know about. Because most of the time I'm acting in things, my friends, you know, they don't, if I'm in like a, <laughs> I don't know, Burger King commercial or something, they're not like, wow, I'm such a fan. This is like a nice treat that, uh, that friends can be excited and that people on the internet, you know, can uh, reach out and say that they're happy about it. And so, yeah, all that's been really cool yeah. to, to see that come through. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, this is, yeah. Final fantasy seven. I, I imagine when you, uh, when you, when the cast was revealed, like you, like uh, David brought up just the influx of like, you know, these theory videos, did you ever, did you ever see any of those floating around where like your name or your, uh, your picture on YouTube of your character or something? And like, <laughs> did you see any of those? Like, no, who is Polk or something like that? No, I saw some tweets that were just like, they, you know, the names came out in that press release and stuff like that. And so I saw a couple of tweets being like buzzing about 
about it, but I didn't see any fan theory videos, mm-hmm. so that that would be cool. I'll, I should look it up because all that stuff I'm sure is still out I'm there. sure they're out there for yeah. sure, yeah. <laughs> Especially Billy Bob. I'm sure people people had some wild theories about Billy Bob. I don't I don't I didn't see any like what is the deep meaning significance of Billy Bob. What I did see is when uh Square posted all our individual characters, uh because I'm a narcissist, I obviously I checked mine and the whole thing was about the name uh and the fact that he looked like Axel Rose. Like it looked like Axel Rose. So. <laughs> Laid back he's known to throw some back at a bar or something. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe slide oh. across stage and sing some Chinese democracy. <laughs> yeah, you know, the usual. Spoilers for remake that happened. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> um no, so we're going to go over to Sean. Sean Chiplock, you have voiced many characters in popular video games, uh, such as Rivali and the Great Deku Tree from Breath of the Wild. Um, so another very cool project worth mentioning is Megaton Girl by Austin Matthews, uh, the uh, yes. for for Roach, yeah, um, where you played Doctor Menace. And speaking of menacing. The fight against Nero is very is is it's chilling. I, uh, and it, I knew he was gonna be a fight. I didn't know he was gonna be the f- the big fight, a big fight <laughs> of of the intergrade. So that came as a surprise. I really hope right. that people in, enjoy their time if they've already gotten that far. But whew, okay. <laughs> And <laughs> in, in, you're in obviously brought to life by your brilliant performance, accompanied by this like this dark, ominous score. Um, and, and it's just it Buddy, became one I, of my. I watched that fight, and let me tell you, it is the most beautifully stunning thing that I would have no goddamn idea what was happening. Like, <laughs> I, I tried watching a playthrough of it, and I'm like, where do they see the damage numbers? How do they know how much health he has? Like, this is so pretty. I can't do this. No. <laughs> yeah, it's it is, it, and then like of course, I mean that like that music that plays is just. I have my headphones on and I'm playing, and it just makes you feel just very tense. And uh, I thought they did just a, a, a great job. And of course, this is accompanied by your voice, where you give this this performance where it's like it, it just you can tell like almost unstable and uh and it's it's one of my favorite moments in intermission so i i guess my question for you would be like what's it like in the booth recording lines for a character like nero and and how did you prepare so it's very interesting that you bring up the fact that he sounds unstable because nero i would actually consider to be one of the more challenging roles that i've had to portray in my career thus far um there, I remember being directed by Kirk Thornton, who's an incredible man. He's so, so good when it comes to finding nuance in his performances. And I distinctly remember that we were trying to lean away from a campiness in, in that exaggeration. So, you know, yes, Nero embraces the darkness. He's possessed by this otherworldly power. He's very uh, almost obsessively involved with his brother, but he's not crazy like he's not he you nero is not closer to the joker than you would think he's closer to say the riddler or something like that right yeah and and it was very i don't want to say it was difficult but it was a good challenge to try and find this balance of all right we want him to sound off kilter we want him to sound you know ethereal like he's impossible to understand but we don't want to make him sound insane if that makes any sense and mm-hmm. it was something that took me a while to get used to because, you know, my only other reference point was Dirge of Cerberus where <laughs> he was a little bit more leaning towards the crazy side. So it might not right. have been the best, the best reference point. 
Um, so I had to rely on Kirk a lot to kind of guide me on how much was too much and where less was more. Um, and so it was, I find, I found myself going into sort of a, a work mode there, you know, there's times where I clock into the character right away and we're just all having fun. We're messing around. And then there's times where I really have to kind of like become the professional for a while and like, listen to what's being said to me, listen to what's happening in the scene, you know, really think about what the character's motivations are and why they're acting the way they do. And just kind of not be myself for a while and let them speak and just be prepared to hear stuff that me, Sean Chiplock might go, I don't, I don't like how that sounds, but for the character is completely fitting to their, their attitude. So that's, that's kind of the headspace I had to have with Nero's. I had to be willing to do things that I normally would not have immediately went gone for and just trust that in the context of the scene, it was going to sound better overall for the character. Well said, nailed it too, by the way, just okay. well, I'm, well I, at the end of the day, I'm just very grateful. That was the end result. Yeah, uh, and it, it was and like you, man. After you explain it like that, you can you can really um, you can really tell in the performance. Uh, just just he's he's unstable but focused, right? Yes. Like unstable right. but focused. Like he he's got to do his brother's will. His, right? I I've told people that his intimidation comes from the fact that he is so committed to his mission and it's just like I, I i equate him to those villains where you know you throw some world ending blast at them the dust clears and nothing has happened to them and they just kind of give that dreamworks smirk and it's like when they say oh that's cute that you know the fact that they're not concerned is why you should be concerned yeah so. the luke moment the luke moment where you just, <laughs> just right like, right yeah. there you go yes exactly just <laughs> Oh man, awesome. Well, thank you for that. Damon. Hi. Uh, Hi. Damon, what an amazing list of popular media that media that you have been a part of, including Dragon Ball Super as Frieza. Um, and another Final Fantasy, uh, Brave Exvius, as, yeah. in which you play the main character, Rain. Um, from what I gather on your social media, and we actually we talked about it a little bit before, uh, you're you're a very big fan of Final Fantasy VII. Uh Yes. And, yeah. And uh, so, so just like the rest of us, you, you have been anticipating Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, I, and I, I take it you've, you've battled yourself? Not yet. Not uh, yet. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, I, I, I've seen clips because it's just, it's a whole, it, that's a hugely hard fight. Um, <laughs> so I haven't gotten there yet. Um, my, sorry, my cat's going to scream for a minute, so you'll probably hear him. <laughs> um, okay. One moment. I'm gonna actually grab him so because he's okay. Screwed. Okay, no problem, no problem. Man, uh, actually, yeah, I'm uh, trouble with the boss fight. He needs you to take over for him. He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is bullcrap. I was supposed to dodge that. <laughs> well, that that was kind of me when I was fighting. Uh, when I was fighting Vice. Oh my god, uh, I, I had just defeated Vice the other day. Really, really. Uh, okay. Yeah, and he had, and I, I'm not even exaggerating. <laughs> you Damon had a pixel of health left really? after this, after my stagger onslaught, right? Like I just unleashed a, all my attacks when you were staggered. I'm gonna refer to you as as if you are vice. Uh, like, and I destroyed you, man. You had a pixel left, and you weren't taking damage because once you're out of uh once you're out of stagger, man, you, you just don't take any damage, and you just had this pixel. And I'm hanging on. I'm getting desperate as all. As you just, <laughs> You killed Tifa. You killed Barrett, and I'm like, "What do I do here?" And because like, <laughs> I, I got greedy. But anyways, sure. 
And I mean, with all, I'm trying to dodge and parry your stabby stab stabs, and and you know, and it, and it just <laughs> it was uh, it finally oh, really, I'm slaughtered, man. <laughs> Dad walks in. Are you winning, Daniel? <laughs> <laughs> this, um, yeah, I, gosh, I, y'all, I love Final Fantasy, so it has been like not gonna lie this and um dragon ball z were two things that got me into voice acting um so when i started gosh i was like 16 i think i was just like oh gosh i really love like these things that would be really cool to like do anything even small in it someday um and then for for this like i i i never completed um the original seven but i know the story um i i think my original introduction was advent children and then i kind of gone back and like i've played crisis core and like i've done that and i played through um ff7r early covid like i i got it when everybody else did i was like oh my god i'm so excited for this game played through it and i gotta say even just unbiased now it is one of my favorite games i've ever played like it's just beautiful from start to finish the the amount of detail and character development that they've had and this and they've expanded upon is just just i i just can't even find words for it because it's so awesome um and i love the performances and everybody is so good from like and i know they've they've recast everybody but i really truly love like cody christian and 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 brianna white and everybody they've just done such a marvelous job um and then um i actually moved i was living in texas up until um last year i actually was planning to move but i didn't COVID happened i was like oh well you know i guess i'll just continue <laughs> my move and it's fine i hope i i don't die on my trip here right? Right. So i um i moved i had gotten an agent out here um and i had gotten an audition for i think i don't remember it was i think it was sonon or whatever but i was like okay that's not gonna that's not work that's needs to be asian represented um so mm-hmm. i waited and then i think it, I, I, there was an audition for Billy Bob. I think I skipped here. I did that and then I didn't hear anything. Then Vice came through and I was like, I know this character. Uh, <laughs> I am going to try everything I can. And then I didn't hear anything. Well, I heard, I did a callback um, I, like two weeks later. This was like July, June, July. Yep. This was like a while ago. And then I waited until October. I didn't hear anything for like three months. I was like, okay, I didn't get it, you know? And then they, they, they're like, would you be willing to come into the studio? And I just sobbed in my car. <laughs> those, are, those roles that you mentioned were like, you're like, I know this character. I know this franchise. Those yeah. are the best and the worst because oh, on yeah. one hand, you feel so prepared for your audition. You send it off. You're like, this is the best I could do for this yeah. character. And I am completely proud. But then as soon as that's over, you get the flip side, which is what if it wasn't good enough? Right, like, what exactly. If, what if, Wait. And usually for auditions, I it's, I try to just do it and forget. Do it. And yeah, but no, thing. not happening. Not for so Final Fantasy VII. Because I was like, I was like, see, I don't know. I was so. That's, I was that's like, how it was. Like I, that's how I understand him. That's me with Rivali. Like you know, it's that type of role. If you another thing with Rivali. I with Rivali, I didn't even have Rivali at first. They had me practice read for him, and then we started recording, but it wasn't picking up right away. And for we sure. took a break, and I called my mentor and just sobbed over the phone because oh. I was like, "I love this role. I yeah. don't want to lose it." Like, I'm so glad you ended up getting him in the end. Thank you so much. And and it was just because yeah. Sephiroth is my favorite character from the the game. I love Sephiroth that much. Um, and when I went in to record. Um, the client on the land, the square client asked me to keep my voice very similar to Sephiroth in the, nice. which made me just super giddy. And I'm just, I, I love it. I, I was just super on, I know I've been rambling, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
No, keep please. That's why I brought you on the show. Man. Keep keep. I want to hear all of the story. Yeah. <laughs> well, you had quite. If you had questions. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I want to hear you guys talk. Uh, so I can imagine that you 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 just moved to uh, you moved um, just, and yeah, then go yeah. into. Okay, and then you go into the the audition and uh, <laughs> audition and I did from home. I had not gone into. I oh, had okay. not been into a studio like 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 um David and Daniel were saying like until this. I was just doing everything at home. I have a home booth. I've been doing everything here. Yeah, uh, but because they wanted to match the the audio quality of of FF7R, they wanted to have it in person, and they were super super safe about it. There was only one person per day. Everybody had yeah. their own special bathroom, uh, <laughs> and uh, everybody was like wearing masks and everything and face shields, and it was super super safe. Um, but it was crazy that that was my first thing here um that was in person it's really special you didn't even unpack a box until you got the you got the roll right it's, like, it's, it's just all your boxes I mean, are just stacked up you're just sitting on the floor like i'm waiting for the call <laughs> i don't get this i'm going back no <laughs> no um i'm just so so honored and uh it's it was such an awesome process too and kirk uh like sean was mentioning is just an awesome fun director i'd known kirk too a little bit we had done some cons together and stuff and though so it was fun to like see him <laughs> and it's just, always like, really good when you have a director who you immediately understand is not going to move on from a line until they get exactly what they're looking yes. for because as actors like as actors we understand everything is under a time constraint but we've right. all had moments where like we do a take and they're like all right let's move on and you're like because mm -hmm. it was a good take right and they're like <laughs> all right so this is the next line it's because it was a good take right hey, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But but with Kirk, you would like immediately he'll be like, I I like where you're going with that, but I want more of this. I want less of this. You do it again. Mm -mm. Less of, even less, even less. Yeah, and, and so that's by the thing that I liked about um the performances of FF7 is it is not super anime, it is not super anything. Yep. He is very, very cinematic. And we for even Vice, um, we tried to pull him back and make it as subtle yep. as possible. Yeah. Um, with the deliveries. And it was very it was so quiet on the on the gain that it was it was gained up to like max. I could hear myself blink like it was so <laughs> sensitive i was like I, I i can hear everything <laughs> you know so it was really weird um but and i'm used to and especially even for fight efforts um because i'm used to like doing dragon ball z and i can just like i'm like let's go maximum I'm like ah! you yeah. know ah! and i'm like, and like awesome less and i'm I like can, cool i can awesome. just imagine you being like lips kissing the microphone going huh <laughs> well, I mean, some of it was more intense, but even less than the the Japanese. You know, like right, some of the right, Japanese right. Was than what we did. So we're just like, no, we're just pulling yep. it back even less. Yep. It's just he. So he just made we made Vice very. It's unsettling how how steady he is. You know, yep. it's, and that's what I I think is more terrifying than anything. I think having his 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 calmness and collectedness because you don't know what he's going to do, and it's it's unnerving. This, <laughs> you, yeah, you're, you're everything, uh, a brilliant performance by everyone here. Um, so what I'm going to do is actually ask a question um, for the for the room. So you guys can just kind of pick, pluck the question and say, I'm going to answer it. Um, so uh, I love hearing like some behind the, the uh, behind the scenes stories. So uh, and you guys have shared a few here, uh, but do you guys, does anybody else have any like funny or interesting moments uh, that happened during the recording experience? Um, something that you would like to share, like whether it be, even if it's honestly, I'm not even, I'm not even joking. I even love to hear the, the process. Like I love hearing like, uh, you know, you, you go into this building, you go a couple rooms down and there's a booth, you know, I just love hearing it all. <laughs> Art. You know what I mean? So if you have any interesting or funny stories, uh, 
about about in, uh, the process of recording for Integrate or just in general? Uh, you we could do Integrate, but if you want to if we want to throw like a you know in general. Okay. Answer, I mean, that's part of too. when when I once I understood the kind of angle I had to take for Nero as a character. What kind of helped me stay in the right mentality was repeating that line from Psycho Mantis where he goes, "You've been playing Super Mario Sunshine," <laughs> <laughs> because because Psycho Mantis was the perfect example of a character who wasn't all right there in the head, but he wasn't completely insane. He was was embracing yeah. the power that he had control over and using it to kind of mess with the character or mess with the player. And I'm like, that's what I need to do for Nero. He is someone who is using the power that he has. He hasn't let it possess him. He's using it yeah. to, to achieve his means. And so anytime that I was starting to go too crazy or too insane, I'd pull it back and just be like, you've been playing Super Mario Sunshine, haven't you, Vice? You know, like that's how I got back yeah, to the space Vice. <laughs> I miss your brother. <laughs> oh man, that's a that's a perfect uh, reference. I love it. Metal Gear Sephiroth. Yeah. A weapon to surpass mother. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so David, uh, so this being one of your first, um, like, ex you know, like video game experiences, other than the Genshin Impact. Uh, uh, how do how are you feeling? And, and I know I can imagine like nerves, right? Like just going into the booth to. to... Well, on the one hand, and, and I should probably see talk about this. I haven't been nervous since uh, 11th grade. Like <laughs> I, I, I try to act a lot. Right. So like you're. Yeah. Um, but I haven't like when I was real little and I, I tried acting as a, as a real little kid, I would get nervous all the time. And then once I got to high school and went into play production and did an audition for, I think it was like Christmas Carol or something. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm not nervous. What's going on. And I haven't really been since. Um, so that's on the one hand, on the other hand, you can't go into the booth worried about, uh, um, I'm about to do final fantasy seven. I got, Oh my God, I'm, I'm going to freak this out because <laughs> it'd be very easy to do that, especially with something like this, which has such a devoted fan base, such a history. I don't want to be the one to mess it up. Uh, right. but luckily I just was, I'm also old enough to be, to be able to push all that side and be a professional and focus on the lines and, um, like Kurt did a great job, like, like Damon said, and, and my side of it is also that I, I do work a lot, uh, in production behind the scenes. So I'm always like the engineer is always the guy I'm trying to, to help out. So whenever, I don't know if he did this for you guys or not, but Kurt would be like, uh, I would do like three, four different takes of the line. He says, all right, do the first half from take A and edit together the, the second half from, from take C. And then I think we got it, which on the one hand, okay, you got it. But B, did I not give it to you the it way you wanted? And time. also now I'm making more work for the editor. So I feel like crap. It's, uh, I think that's 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 fairly normal. I mean, I, I do um, some ADR directing myself for anime. Um, and that's very common where we'll just, there'll be something about, the read from a previous part or whatever you'll just kind of frankenstein it and put it together and then it'll be what it is even that doesn't necessarily mean the actor is wrong it's right. just you may find some pieces of different things you may want to see how it blends i mean we all want to we all want to walk in the booth and knock out a home run every time every line we sure. said it's yeah. not always possible to do that so if that's the way that they get what they want great i'm happy also to with do the it. timing I, yeah the timing yeah, with the timing of it i just don't want to be the one thing that, that slows them down or or you know Self-doubt is big in this business. Um, yeah. We all have it and we all have to push through it, but they picked you for a reason. They said, yes, they obviously saw something 
just give them, I, I try to give them as best I can and, and hope I don't get fired. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, so. I mean, it's he's serious. Like in this yeah. industry, most of the time, if we want feedback on whether we actually know what we're doing, it costs anywhere between two hundred and seven hundred dollars for a workshop yeah. for a, a director who's usually trained in a very specific sector of the industry to either go. Yeah, you're doing great. Just keep chugging along. You know, glad glad to have your money. Or I'm so glad you spent your money because otherwise you would have missed out on so much more from how bad you're doing. Here's everything you're doing wrong. Fix it. <laughs> so it's it who, who are the guys who are doing that? Because that's actually what I'm, I'm looking for a little bit more honest. Like you do a lot of workshops like this, and this is going to sound horrible, but like there's some people who might not oh, who might be newer at this who might not be as good who get effusive praise from the direct and, and that's their job is to give, give positive and give feedback and then yep. when you get kind of the same praise you're like oh wait a minute are they lying to me you, the, 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 people who, the people who are very good at being like that was great that was fantastic all right come out let's get the next person in it but they do that yeah. for every single, single person in the class yeah. <laughs> it's hard to get honest feedback in this business like you don't yeah. get it from auditions um it, it's it, hopefully you have a coach or someone that can be honest with you and say you can do this better, do this, that. It's it's really hard to find. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so going over to Daniel, I have a question for you from our uh, from our Patreon supporter. Um, if given the creative freedom with your character, what would you do? If you could do anything with Polk. As, as a performer or if Polk could just like go into the universe and like do that Polk can do whatever he wants. <laughs> Take this question and do what you will. <laughs> well, I don't, I, I feel like I basically, you know, you have a certain amount of creative freedom because you made choices in the audition and then they, they hired you. So you're, you're being hired to bring your sense of creative freedom and then you don't have creative freedom in the sense that like you're not there editing it together afterwards. So you're basically like your job as an actor. I I, I think of this and I think this has both upsides and downsides to it. But I often think of actors as trying to be paint, and then you have like the directors who are the painters. And so your job is to be as good a paint as possible. Uh, but ultimately, you're not really painting the picture. You're try you're just trying to provide really good material for them to paint with. So. Uh, that can be empowering because you're just like, okay, like I get to be the thing on the easel. But also there's many times you're just like, wow, I'm really a soldier rather than the general. There, there are times when your paint is teal, but the only reason your paint is teal is because it makes the other actor whose paint is red looks better. It, it makes the teal makes the red stand out more. And you have to be ready for those times when your paint is auxiliary rather than like For primary. sure, because I, I, I've had this experience where I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, well, I think the paint should be red <laughs> or whatever. And they're like, mm -hmm. well, uh, we actually don't need you to be red. Like, we just need you to be teal. And, yep. and I'm like, all right. Or that happens if you if you audition for um, smaller roles, usually. Like, if you're, if you're doing a TV thing, let's say you're doing an episode of CSI, and your job is to be a, a barista who goes, like, caramel macchiato, and that's literally your only line in the thing. And the lead of the show grabs their coffee and does something more important. If you come in and your read of that is like, <clears throat> Uh, caramel macchiato like tries to like create this whole like, wow, backstory cool. or some sort of like he's got like a frog in his one, throat because he's been eating too much caramel <laughs> like there's this whole thing and they're like no, no no we really your whole part in this is like say the caramel macchiato and then keep it moving because it's not about yeah. you so in those moments you do feel like all right well uh, how much creativity am i really bringing to this but i think for the most part 
it's almost like an improv exercise where you've made certain choices ahead of time, and then your job when you're actually recording is just to be impulsive and instinctual, and you're not planning stuff really ahead of time, so they'll go do it three times, uh, a line three times in a row, and you're not going like, okay, like in the second take, I want to go up with my voice or something. You're just kind of like trying to be instinctual and impulsive and do something different so they have lots of options they can edit together. Yep. So I sort of feel like I did what I would do with open creative freedom yep. uh, because that's just like all you can do. It's like they basically say, here's an hour and do whatever you want in that hour and we'll kind of guide you, but ultimately you're and the one running the race. I'd almost argue that part of me wouldn't want to change like the way that the character is directed. Part of the fun of voice acting is, you know, as, as human beings, we have our own personalities, we have our own attitudes, we have things that we would enjoy doing. But part of the thrill of this industry is that we have the opportunity to portray these characters in these situations that we may otherwise never find ourselves in at any point in time. And, and it's almost fun in a way for, you know, you expressed a character, it's like maybe they wouldn't have this whole backstory, they'd just be simplistic. But it's almost interesting to be like, am I capable of becoming that kind of person? Am I capable of convincing people that I can play that type of role? And that in itself is that it's, its own source of fun. You know, can I be Nero without making him crazy? Can I be, you know, can Damon be Vice without making him, you know, a power hungry tyrant? Is it possible to provide these different angles and challenge ourselves to, to go outside the confines of our own little comfortable box and, and find things in the process that we may be like, you know what? This isn't what I originally had in mind, but I want to do this more often. That was really fun to explore. And I think you also get that just through any sort of collaboration. So when you're working with other people, their their ideas are naturally going to take you to different places than you would have gone if you were completely <coughs> making every decision by yourself. Right. So there is value to, like, if you're someone who's a novelist, you get to make every decision about everything that happens and you have full control. And that can be really cool because you're getting out there exactly what your internal idea of the story is. But there's also something great about... Uh, improv comedy where like the idea that you may have started with gets molded and shaped by other people in the scene uh so i think they both have their merits that's awesome uh awesome analogy i love it i love the paint analogy it's really cool it's really cool because <laughs> like video that. games are art and just like uh you, know, you guys are you guys i love the paint and the paintbrush the artist really cool um vinny do you want to ask you sure. you want to ask one of these questions man sure um so from the same Patreon supporter asks, uh, I guess this could really go out to anybody um, or everyone if you guys all want to answer, but uh, which out of all the other Final Fantasy characters would you like to voice? It could be any Final Fantasy. And this is from our Patreon supporter, Vincent Graymore. Just wanted to make sure I said that. This is hard. <laughs> my my heart says Vivi, but I actually think uh, the younger Aaron Dismuke would have been a much better fit for that. I think of Alphonse. I think of Alphonse's voice when I think of Vivi, and I'm I'm not I'm not up there. I'm not up there. So I can't <laughs> even 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 with the metallic echo from being inside of the uh, armor. Right? No. He used no. to hold up a thing, I guess, like a pan or something when he was. <laughs> oh, that's um, yeah. I'll have to think on this. Someone else go. Yeah. That that's hard. Um, I mean, Sephiroth <laughs> is kind of my favorite. I think as as close as I can get with this, I think Vice is in a good ballpark. Um, right, right. It's great that they told you another one. It sounds like Sephiroth, and you're like, okay, <laughs> got it. <laughs> Reno. Um, Reno is another one, yeah. Reno without yeah. a doubt. Reno, Vincent, 
Rufus, Sephiroth, one of those. I love all of them. They could be. So I, I couldn't I couldn't do this character, but we did an interview like a week or so ago with and one of the actors who played Sonon was on there. And I was just so blown away by his voice. <laughs> he's he's that, got like, like a, a natural deep voice as he's just talking. Alex Lee. Alex Lee, yeah. yeah. Crazy voice. So I just wish that I sounded like that. Because I just think it's I just found it so like I wonder even if he does on camera stuff too, because his pre- he just has this presence that's so interesting. Yeah. So like I that's maybe more him than this particular role, but I um, I would love to have that vibe in my arsenal. <laughs> I just thought that he was so <laughs> fascinating to listen to. Uh, the narcissist, narcissist in me would want to do Cloud because he's the lead. There uh, you go. <laughs> but I, I kind of gravitated. I could never do it. I, I gravitated towards Wedge because I, I related to that character. Mm-hmm. Uh, the actor who did that, that he's fantastic. And that voice, he's going to be working for the next 40, 50 years. But he's also really good on camera guy. Uh, that's the type of character that I would lean towards. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Um, when I heard Alex Lee talk, by the way, I just wanted to go back to that. When I heard Alex Lee talk, I thought that he was voice acting for Sonan. And then when he just started regularly talking, like just with that deep, like, I thought he no. was changing the voice. That man no. is that man <laughs> is as attractive vocally as he is physically. Just soothing butter is that man's voice. It's just a soothing, just soothing utter butter. <laughs> Like, so like he could he could walk up and and just in his sonon voice be like, "I'm here to kill you, Sephiroth." And someone be like, "Okay, yeah, <laughs> that's all right." That's, that's a just, pretty that's a pretty good impression. That's just how it be. <laughs> that's just how it is. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, there's there's that. I think it's uh is an FDR quote or something that speak softly and carry a big stick. I mean, that's basically what he does. He he just he can soft it, he he can get attention and bring everyone to him by just keeping mm-hmm. his energy low and everyone comes closer to his level rather than like yeah. grabbing everyone bringing them in it's just an incredible ability. Jonas Scott's yeah, also that was really Teddy good that Jonas Scott is incredible okay. we've got a whole generation of dads like coming up from the <laughs> ranks right now like there's gonna be a lot of hot husbands in the near future let me tell you Jonah <laughs> and I just did a show together and he's he's he's, he's pretty great we are our, our whole fandom uh is, is on it <laughs> KK, someone in chat says the man could read a cheesecake recipe and i'd be all ears <laughs> yeah but he's yeah. just like he's like he's like combine all the ingredients into a bowl and then beat the hell out of it Pretty good <laughs> beat me beat me yes <laughs> <laughs> dabble or not dabble you're very invested in improv am i right yeah so um it's, yeah you can obviously you can you can absolutely turn this down if you want but uh i would just obviously. say let's go you know what i mean let's get a little bit of that improv <laughs> since you guys uh in the game of final fantasy 7 integrate intermission dlc uh you, you introduce the player to to the addictive mini game fort condor all right, and this this game, this is a board game within the world of Final Fantasy VII, and it is sweeping the nations. It is it is is sold out everywhere. As uh, you can hear NPCs talking about it, like I tried to get one for my daughter, but you know it's sold out. I can't get it. Um, so 
This is a strategy board game based on a military campaign from the Shinra uh, in, the, in, the, in the same name location, Fort Condor. It's a two-player two board game. Uh, you conquer your opponent's base and defend your own. Uh, attackers uh, are weak to defenders. Defenders are weak to range. And range, uh, weak to attackers. So essentially, this is an intricate rock, paper, scissors game. So what I'm going to say here is I would love for you guys to be like that, uh, like that infomercial type thing, trying to sell this board game to, to, to um, the, the, the citizens of Midgar. All right. So also it does, I know I can understand if you guys don't really have too much knowledge of the actual, uh, <laughs> the actual Fort Condor mini game within okay. Final Fantasy. And we're doing uh, and we're doing this we're doing this together. So we're we're co-narrating. Sure. <laughs> you're gonna co-narrate. Yeah, you're you're you're. It's uh it's one of those um. Uh, okay, I have an idea. The, what is that I, channel where like where they're just trying to sell things? Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. I, I have an idea. I'm gonna take it in a slightly different direction. All right, David, you ready? Yeah. Yes. Do it. Take it wherever okay. you want to go with it. All right. Yeah. All right. You have to imagine imagine <laughs> like where we go with it because we're obviously just using our voices. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Dad, I'm bored. I have nothing to do this summer. Hmm, I know. How about Fort Condor? Whoa, this game is awesome! Come on, Dad, let's go play! Sure, son. Which side do you want to be? I want to be on the left side. <laughs> okay, careful now. Don't take my phoenix! Uh-oh, right? your phoenix is dead. Oh, good game, son. Here's some materia. I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm so thanks, sorry. Thanks, Dad. You're you're my favorite. <laughs> you're up there. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> Battery sold separately. I'm so sorry. You're my favorite, Dad. <laughs> you see this? It said Shinra tested, mother approved. Okay. <laughs> Very okay. Excellent job, guys. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> So so sorry. <laughs> From so the hard. company that brought you Genovanopoly. <laughs> <laughs> the first the first thing they teach you in improv is turn off your internal judge. Don't judge what you're doing. And I I did not do oh, that. Dude, it was so you you were oh, like, I'm oh, so sorry. God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> I love it though. God. It made it. It made it. It was perfect. I never apologized right after giving a line before. <laughs> I, I don't that. apologize. I just kind of look up at the director through the window with those like golden retriever eyes. Like, please don't tell me I screwed up. I did good, right? I get pets. Please put the treat, put the treat. But here's honestly, here's the skill of Daniel uh, is that whatever I gave him, he took it and ran with it. Like that's, <laughs> I, I, you're joking, but it's, it's honestly serious is, is to be able to listen to your partner and everything's a gift. Well, and he very, took, he and took the, he took the trash I, put out and he made oh, dude it was great David, I, I, was, I was i was very inspired by your character reluctant dad so <laughs> yeah. i really felt like you gave me a lot there yeah he, you he's were kind dad. of a mistake son he's the dad who he actually doesn't know anything about this game but he this is his first chance to connect with his son yeah. ever yeah. since the event at the summer camp a couple years ago yeah. he's trying yeah. so so hard he has his son on weekends so he's going yeah. he, to he's going he's going to make it the best he can yeah david <laughs> Son, you are adopted. <laughs> David, do you know Welcome, the uh, 
<laughs> Sonon, his voice sounds better. <laughs> do you uh do you know the boom goes the dynamite uh guy? That yeah. video? That yeah. <laughs> that reminded me so much of that when he he goes and boom goes the dynamite and then he looks at the camera and he goes, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was me. Dave, Damon so and sorry. Sean, you guys, uh, you guys got a little something special for your for you as well. Oh right? no! How are we supposed <laughs> your to turn. follow that? We set your the bar turn. low. <laughs> well, this You're is gonna be careful is, with this one. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can improv all you want. If you guys wanted to be an improv, go for it. But what go I had, on. I actually had a little something different. It's okay. kind of a staple here on Final Fan TV, uh, where I have the voice actors replace words in dialogue that they actually say in the game. All right, so this is kind of Mad Libs, but with your character. Is this gonna so be what I'm gonna do? Like in our chat in uh, in Zoom or something, or where are we gonna see this? Oh, so I'm gonna once I once I have you guys replace the words, I'll I'll send it to you in Zoom. Okay. Uh, the Zoom chat, and then you will read it off in the voices of your characters. Okay. Uh, so I'm just gonna ask for some words real quick. Uh, Vinny, are you are you on the document right now? I am. Okay, cool. Can you replace the words as I ask for them, please? Uh, um, uh replace them in the document. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. So first thing I want to need is a verb. It won't let me edit. Hold on. So, so you can do, um, you can, you can give me, uh, just the, the most ridiculous words that you can, because that's you what makes start, it more Damon. fun. Alphabetical it order. It, uh, uh, it won't, it won't let me edit the document. That's fine. So I got I'm, it I'm going to, uh, I was going to just do it in the chat. I got it. Okay. Um, uh, okay. So, uh, so give me like the most ridiculous words that you can guys, you can give me. So uh, a verb. Uh, I don't know. Wait, that's not that's not a verb. Um, um, uh, God, what verb? Uh, Sean, you go. Uh, uh, yeah, improv not so easy. Yeah. <laughs> take that, guys. guys. Take that. Dang. No, Wait. we're we're noun people. We're noun we're people. Noun people. We're like, we're like descriptions. I'm like you need to give me the script, otherwise I'm just useless. I'm... We we always say this that it's a it is dabbing. So hard dabbing. To... dabbing. Ob obfuscate. Dab. Try this. Obfuscate. <laughs> dabbing, dabbing, or dab as a verb. Obfuscate. Uh, uh, there's another verb. This is up. my game. Sorry, <laughs> right, muting. It's my birthday, Dad. Tomorrow. <laughs> it's my birthday, Dad. All right, now I need a noun. Uh, uh, uh bubblegum. Bubblegum. All right, all right. Uh, and then um, another noun. Mimosa. <laughs> 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 uh okay and another noun but plural uh, platypus 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 or platypuses Nero just sees someone approaching him a platypus you'll see the platypus <laughs> 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 and it's just it's just Yuffie with like a duckbill going <laughs> I don't even know man. <laughs> so is it platypuses or platypi what is yeah. it? I, I'm pretty sure it's platypi hold on I'll, I'll check but keep going <laughs> I'm just gonna say platypuses because that's funny platypose. Platypose. <laughs> so uh, I need an adverb so this describes a verb uh, uh usually Fee. ends in l y huh luffy L luffy luffy <laughs> luffy uh, oh no wait no, no. Flu instead of fluffy floofy just luffy. the adverb luffy. would be like flo floofily 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 
you you could say platypuses or platypodes. 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 All right. Platypodes. Platypodes. Okay. All right. So I got platypodes. Now I need a verb. There's only a few more left. You ended that. You ended that with an upward inflection. I was waiting for more. I thought I had more to say, but no, I just need a verb. All right, we'll put in obfuscate in in loving memory yes. of my late dad. <laughs> <laughs> Please excuse my spelling when you get this in the chat. Uh, <laughs> obfuscate, got it. All right, thank you. Google got yeah. me uh, corrected there. Uh, okay, so oh wait, yeah, that actually works because obfuscate is something you do to someone, right? All right, <laughs> so I need another verb that you do to someone. Uh, slap. I don't know. <laughs> oh, uh, 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 pressure to try uh, out the free trial Final Fantasy 14, which comes with an expansion to Heaven Sword. <laughs> so, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna combine those two. Uh, pr- so it's gonna be pressure slapping. Pressure slapping. <laughs> pressure slapping. There we go. All right. Uh, and then obfuscate again. And then we need actually one more or two more things a span of time. Uh, d- d- uh, uh, a thousand years. A thousand years, and then, and then <laughs> with a verb. Uh, discount. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to send this to you, uh, and I have it labeled as, as Vice and Nero, so you guys know your lines. Um, and then, so let me send this to you. <laughs> This is going to make about as much sense as as Crisis Core did. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm sending it to the chat right here. If you guys don't, if you guys want to be like surprised, then you shouldn't look at it. Like, you know, uh, no no matter what, it's still going to be a better plot element than Genesis. So, oh God. Floofy, uh, yeah, they're telling me I spelled Floofy wrong, but you know what? I think it's it. I think that's fine. All right. (laughs) all right shall we begin dab well guys this is a bubblegum to what do i owe the mimosa these platypodes want to floof the obstacle team can't read so i'm pressure slapping them when will shinra learn there is no obfuscating (laughs) you They ought to know better. <laughs> Looking forward to this. I am. Just like my Steam account. It has been a thousand years <laughs> since my last discount. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Very great. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, I can't. There is no obfuscating you. Thank you for uh, thank you for for doing that. <laughs> awesome, and it was it was actually a, a a privilege to hear your voices on this set. Like the, the uh, 
your vice and Nero performance. Camicia, I'm, if you're confused, I would re-listen to the scene. This is very important to the next installment of the Kingdom Hearts mobile game. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. You start your theory clear. breakdowns right now. <laughs> vice is pressure. That actually was one of the <laughs> biggest spoilers for what happens next in the story. That's it, man. We just did it right there. <laughs> broke all the NDAs. <laughs> <laughs> we broke all the NDAs as Vice is going to pressure slap some platypodes. Oh, what yeah. color were what what color were those platypodes? Uh, magenta. Were they purple? Magenta. Oh, magenta. Close magenta. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, with that being said, I have successfully kept this within an hour. Uh, unless if you guys <laughs> want to keep on going. Uh, no, I have that. I have a live dub in three hours, and last awesome. week that tore my throat up. So. <laughs> <laughs> go prepare for that thank you so much for being a part of this daniel david uh sean and damon thank you guys so much for being a part of this show i hope you had a lot thank of you. fun here on final fan tv 